0: Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. We're going to finish our look at the book of Hebrews today, Colin. We're in the final chapter, starting at verse 9, which warns us not to be carried away by all kinds of strange teachings. Are there many strange teachings? Oh, all over the place, aren't there? I don't know that there's ever been a time when there's been so many strange teachings as there are today. So many things that are a contradiction to the truth of God's Word. If it's true that that God's Word is eternal, that Jesus has the words of eternal life, and that is true, if it's true that heaven and earth will pass away and his words will not pass away, we need to test everything that we hear against God's Word Is this what the Word of God says? Or is it just the notion of man? Is it the desire of man? Is it the fabrication of man? Is this a false teaching, a false religion? What is this that I'm being confronted with? We need to ask the questions. And we need to look at the Word of God and come to our own decisions. Well, um, do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teachings is a warning that uh, we have the truth, therefore we are to walk in the truth. And Jesus said of the Holy Spirit, that he is the Spirit of truth that will guide us into all truth. He will keep our focus on Jesus. Remember, uh, we, we saw in the last chapter, fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith, where the Holy Spirit is wanting to work within us to keep our eyes fixed upon Jesus, fix our eyes upon God's Son. So, we don't need to get over overworked about this. We will know if we hear something that is not true. Yes, because one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is the discerning of spirits. And when you hear something, you you know you know instinctively, wait a minute, that might sound all right, but you just know there's something wrong. and when you when you get that sense, that's when you need to reach for your Bible and check out what you're hearing with what God is saying, especially in the New Testament. Does that fit in with the revelation of Jesus Christ that is given in the Gospels, in the Acts of the Apostles, in the letters, and in the book of Revelation? And if it doesn't accord with the truth, then it cannot be true. Um, it, it must be false. And so th- we're, we're told to test everything and to hold fast to that which is good. It is good for our hearts to be strengthened by grace, not by ceremonial foods. Yes, um, you know, he's writing uh, to Jewish congregation principally, isn't he? And so there there is all this belief that God can be pleased by the ceremonial and by the keeping of religious rules and regulations. The traditions. All the traditions, yes, which are not necessarily the Word of God at all, but the traditions that had grown up around the Word of God. Um, and Jesus constantly in his ministry broke those traditions. Um, He didn't go against God's word, but he broke the traditions because um, this was just man's misunderstanding of the purposes of God. And all the way through this um, epistle, we've, we've kept coming back to the fact that Jesus as our high priest has opened up the way right into the most holy place, into the holy of holies. And he did that through the shedding of his own blood. And, and so, you know, there's this constant invitation and encouragement to draw near to him, to, to come to the Lord Jesus, uh, no matter what our situation, what our needs, uh, and to put our trust in him, not to sort of stand off at a distance and, and, uh, and sort of relate to him as if he is far off and removed from our circumstances. But, you know, Jesus came and entered right into the needs of the world. He shared our life with us in order that now we may share his risen and glorified life with him. So in verse 15 we read, through Jesus therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, thanksgiving for all he has done for us, all that he's given us, of the rich and mighty inheritance that we have, the fruit of lips that confess his name. And do not forget to do good and to share with others, for with such sacrifices God is pleased. You know, as the Christian community, you are not living for yourself. This is what John is constantly affirming in his first epistle, you know, that if we love God, we will love our brother also. That we will fulfill the command that Jesus gave that go, gave that goes along with the new covenant establishing, being established, that uh, we are to love one another as he has loved us, so that we are seeking to draw people into this community of love and then uh, he says, obey your leaders and submit to their authority. They keep watch over you as men who must give an account, obey them, so that their work will be a joy, not a burden, for that would be of no advantage to you. Is it a heavy thing being a leader? Oh, no, but at times you have to do things. I mean, I, I've I've been involved in a series of meetings this week where lots of people have been contributing. It's been absolutely wonderful, wonderful, the, the great revelation that uh, God has been bringing through a whole lot of different people um, that are actually part of our ministry. Uh, And uh, we've we've been having a conference of our workers together this this week. Uh, And then uh, we just had a contribution from from one brother that was very good in some ways, but just was off-beam in another way. And I actually had to stand up and and just say, stop, wait a minute, there's something... That is not right here. Something that we've got to correct. Now, it was important for me to do that. Did it in love. He received it in love, but um, you see, he was sowing something that was not right into the minds of people that were listening, and it it sounded all right. It sounded very plausible, but it was not in line with with the. God's word. And and so, you know, this can happen sometimes. People can begin with something that's good, and then they can attach their own ideas or their own interpretation to it. And you've often heard that perhaps when somebody's prophesying, you know, they bring a word from God, and then they start to explain what it means. And that explanation hasn't come from God. That's their own explanation. And often the explanation is off. That's not what it means at all. If they just stuck with what God had actually said, then the interpretation of it would have become clear. So sometimes uh, you you have to to do things like that, but always in love and always in the in, in a situation, not a judgment or condemnation or making somebody feel awful, but say, hey, 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 wait a minute, let's just test this against what the Word of God says. You see, and then people will see, ah, oh, yeah, well. Um, you know, that's what I believe, but it was wrong, so I've got to do some adjusting. So sometimes you have to do that kind of thing uh, in leadership. But, you know, that's good, because people will know that you're listening carefully, you're watching out for anything that is wrong. And you're caring. And you're not allowing anything. That's right. You're guarding the flock that is entrusted to you. You're not allowing anything that is even just slightly off-beam uh, getting sown into the life of the body. Very, very, very important. And uh, so... Uh, you know, we we have a, this keen sense of, of um, people being in submission to their leadership, yes, but also in submission to one another because that's what the Word of God says. We're working together for the common good. We are all members of the body of Christ and we need each other, we belong to each other, and we know that God is going to fulfill his purpose through the whole body. Submission and authority can actually be sort of... not very acceptable words they can be abused see this is the trouble they can be and have been in some circumstances abused so people then become very wary of being controlled by man instead of being under the control of the spirit and so you can understand people's um, fear you know reluctance sometimes but nevertheless Just because some people abuse the word of God or misuse or misinterpret the word of God, that doesn't invalidate the word. We just have to come back to what God is saying and do what he says. And it's important that you see these leaders keep watch over you as men who must give an account. Uh, It's an awesome thing to be in leadership in the body of Christ because every one of us is accountable to God for the way in which we have lived. But leaders are also accountable for the way in which they have led others, what they have fed into their lives. So if I allow something that's not right, I will be accountable to God for that. So, you know, I I have to be on the ball, I have to be on the mark. Uh, and then it says you know obey them so that their work will be a joy not a burden for that would be of no advantage to you you know the leaders and the body they all have to be working together in harmony in love Uh, and then uh, the writer says pray for us we are sure that we have a clear conscience and desire to live honorably in every way i particularly urge you to pray so that i may be restored to you soon and may the god of peace who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead, our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with every good thing for doing his will. And may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Now, those are verses that are perhaps among the better known verses from this epistle because sometimes you hear ministers use them at the end of services. But, you see, this is the heart of God towards us, and this is a heart the heart of a man of God who wrote this epistle. You see, what, what is he saying? May the God of peace, because he is, you know, through the blood of Jesus, we have peace with God, we can have peace with others, we can even have peace with ourselves, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus. He is the great shepherd of the sheep. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leads me besides to waters. He leads me in the paths of righteousness. May, but may he equip you with every good thing for doing his will. And that's what it's all about, isn't it? That the life of a Christian is about doing the will of God now so that then we can enjoy our heavenly inheritance in due course. And we are so dependent upon him by the power of his spirit to work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ. And, and the ultimate Everything is for the glory of God and we need to give him the glory that by his grace he works in us what is pleasing to him when we put our trust and our confidence in him. You've been listening to Faith for Today presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information visit our website kingdomfaith.com.